you know, there's some people, some women on their dating apps, they'll say like, you know, requirements, like a guy who's in therapy. 100% he did this because of that. <laughs> <laughs> Man of the year, man of the year. Welcome to the number one friendship podcast in the country. I'm Aaron Cairo. I'm Matt Ritter. So Matt, I have a, uh, a podcast exclusive. Ooh. You and Theo are the first people that I'm telling this to. Well, I don't like that me and Theo get to hear it at the same time, but okay. I have recently started going to therapy. Whoa, <laughs> buddy. I've been... <laughs> Been waiting for this day for years. <laughs> yeah. So is my wife. <laughs> really? So have a lot okay. of your friends. Okay. I love it. I'm so proud of you. Yeah, thank you, buddy. Um Wow. I, Whoa, I just wow. Yeah. I told you I had a good, yeah. a good way in. Yeah, this is big. Number one, like we've been espousing it on the podcast a lot. Like you gotta practice what you preach. Uh two, you have obviously had a lot of success with it. Ooh. You talk about it. Ooh, butter me up. I, uh, I don't even want to use number two. Butter me and dip. Dip my lobster in butter, baby. And the third thing, you know, I think that a lot of people start therapy because shit's going sideways. Yes. Trauma. That's why I did it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, exactly. Trauma or a death or a birth or a breakup. Yeah. And I don't have any, like, life's pretty good. So you felt like you didn't have any, like, an excuse to start therapy originally? Because I was always wondering, like, why aren't you in therapy? Because I asked you a few times and you're like, eh. And I didn't really get an actual answer. It is because there wasn't an, an acute thing. And right. that's what they ask you in therapy. Like, what's going on? And I'm like, nothing. No, Life. Yeah, yeah, yeah life. Yeah. I, I, I think of it a little bit more as preventative. Mm. God forbid, like, something bad is going to happen yeah. at some point. Yeah. And, like, I want to develop some of those tools. Mm. So I started therapy about, like, a month, a month and change ago. Amazing. Couple, so many questions. My one question for you, and then you'll have you okay. come at it. Are you in person or virtual? Now we've been virtual since the pandemic. Oh, so before you were we before we were in person, and I like in person. But yeah. I got and at first I was like, oh, am I really going to want to do this over Zoom? Now yeah. it's totally fine. Okay, so I've insisted on doing hybrid. Mm. I, I've done every other. Mm. I don't think many people are coming to the office. Yeah, it's not as bad as you think on virtual. I think to start therapy, it's much better in person. Yeah, because you develop a bond. Like you need to develop a trust. It's harder to develop a trust over Zoom. Also, I'm distracted. I'm on the computer. Yeah. No, I agree. I, but I think I think you know once you're in it for a year. I was in it for years, and then this, and then the pandemic happened. Yeah. But I guess you know you said something interesting there of like it's preventative, and I, you know, went in well, sort of like mandated by my wife. <laughs> 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 but you know there wasn't any like acute thing. But I also think not just preventative. It's it's also just human growth, like as you're trying to figure out how to evolve as a person, sometimes you need somebody to help guide you through that. As you get older, your wants and needs and things that bother you all change and you don't really even know why those things are going on. So I think it just helps you do self-reflection, which has nothing to do with, you know, the good or bad of like what's going on. Right. Specifically things that are happening in your life. So how'd you find this person? So that, that was one one sidebar I want to get into, which is that, you know, I've I've got good insurance. I yeah. got that WJ, platinum insurance. You have to like set aside time, made my a spreadsheet. You have to call people, leave, no one calls you back. I was actually like getting a little upset for the world. Mm. Like I have the resources and the time and the organization to do this. Like if you just need help, does, this country does not make it easy. No. So I, I found someone, you know, because I wanted someone I could do in person too. Yeah. 
you know, found someone through like, you know, the WGA, just cold calling. Yeah. But here's the thing, you're gonna love this. So she's a older Jewish lady originally from Long Island. She's basically like my mom. Mm. She looks like my mom. So like, I wouldn't want that. <laughs> so wait, I mean, she's like, she's like a curly haired older yeah. Jew from, I'm yeah. like, this is my mom. And I thought. You're talking about breaching trust. You know, I don't trust Jewish yentas. <laughs> no, I went the opposite because. No offense, moms well, of all of No, all see, moms. I hard disagree. My mom yeah. gives incredible advice. Right, but are they, I'm saying gossiping to their friends. Oh, you, you have the most gossipy therapist yeah, ever. Yeah, well, they're Hollywood therapists. Yeah, 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 exactly. Hollywood therapists. Yeah. Um, and I actually thought to myself, oh, this is great because she's like my mom. My mom gives my mom gives great advice. That's good. But I never listen to my mom. Mm. This woman I will listen to. Well, there is something to that, right? We don't want to hear it from the right. people like in our family. Yes. So I like that, that you got your mom proxy. <laughs> That's so funny. Helene like <laughs> Yeah, it's Helene 2.0. Yeah, Helene X. But I made the mis- maybe not the mistake. I did I said that to her at one point. I'm like, this you remind me of my mom. That creeped her out. <laughs> I mean, she's like was. literally <laughs> I, she she goes, I don't do Freudian therapy. This is non-Freudian. I so <laughs> she goes, put a book over your boner. <laughs> What the fuck? <laughs> Come on. Come on. She goes, flip that boner and then we can start talking. It is. Oh, Jesus Christ. My mom is. Okay. I can't even. I don't even know. Feel off we'll to figure that out. Um, no, I am proud of you. This is yeah, great. Thank you. And, and I do want to bring it back to friendship. But, you know, it's early going. Yeah. And, and I do feel that because there's nothing acute, I actually want some tips from you. Like, I kind of almost feel like we're in sort of a verbal battle. Not Not sort of like an angry battle, but like. Where she's telling me one thing, and I'm like, you don't, you don't understand. Mm. You know, it's 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 this way. Well, I don't really seek necessarily advice from my yeah. therapist. I actually kind of try to get at what I really want. You know, what's good for me. How Not do you like, know? No, just talking it out. A lot of I feel like a lot of it is like, even when you're talking to your friends, you kind of always already know the answer. That's that's just my take. Is a lot of times mm. you already know the answer, but you need to kind of sort out your feelings and your emotions around it and like eventually you get to. But when you say answer, answer to what? Whatever it is that is troubling you that you kind of like need to figure out what to do about or or like emotionally change, you know? See, but that's where I think I'm struggling, which is that like, she goes, why are you here? I'm like, I don't know, give me that therapy. Mm, Make me better. They never do that. They just make you talk and they just go, "Uh He goes, why do you you think you Don't even start start me. (laughs) I probably shouldn't tell the story. We may have to cut this, but I actually took my wife to her therapist for the first time when she was going through some stuff and she needed a therapist. This was years and years ago. First Hollywood therapist. And I walked into this woman's house and she, she was really just, let's just say, uh, do you remember Sharon Stone when she was wearing a basic yes. instinct? Yes. Yeah. It was, she, she pulled a basic instinct on <laughs> and I was sitting in on it. Uh, like just a meet and greet where I was like, yeah, we just wanted to like feel you out. You know, my wife's going through some stuff and yeah. she's like. <laughs> <laughs> Can I, uh, Matt is uncrossing his legs. Can I get her number? No underwear. Shut up. I'm not kidding. What, what, can she take uh, Blue Cross? Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, no insurance. <laughs> no insurance. No, the ones who don't wear underwear, don't, they, they don't take it. Why would we have to cut this? I don't know. Well, we should of, keep it in. Because of the therapist? Because it was your wife? No, I don't know. Keep it in. Yeah. Keep it. I've been in therapy before, but it's been a while. It's mm. actually been like a decade, at least a decade. And I, and I am very high functioning. Like I have diagnosed OCD high functioning. Like you make fun of me, but like people with OCD, their lives a a wreck. Yeah. And so when I'm saying I'm struggling with X, I'm struggling with Y, she's kind of like, you you seem pretty good. Oh yeah. I'm paraphrasing. Right, yeah. But 
you know, so sometimes she'll say, you know, I have this other patient, obviously not giving specifics, who's like, you know, they're in, in deep, in deep, which oh, it does right. kind of make me feel better, but also I'm like, well, it's not the trauma Olympics. Right, yeah, yeah. Do you ever now, have any of that? I do often feel of my own doing that my therapist thinks I'm doing better than I am. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's because we never really tell them the full. Right. Now I, I understand. I'm, right. I'm now you get why I'm like fluffing my therapist. What was the exact quote? Do we remember this is one of Matt's famous podcast quotes? About lying to your therapist? Yeah. I don't remember. Like which lie? Yeah. I think it's which lies do I tell them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which <laughs> lies do I tell them? So, yeah. um, well, that's great. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. And, and I, I and I just want to ask you, like, has therapy helped your friendship specifically or does it come up? We talked about the mind reading thing. Yeah. Yeah. I, sh I guess I can admit this now. This is a podcast exclusive. I've talked about this in here sometimes when we have stuff that we're trying to work out. Okay. I talked to her with us, with our other friend that we had an issue with. Yeah. I've talked to my therapist about all that stuff. Tools. Tools. Oh, I thought you were calling them tools. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, no, yeah. tools to yeah. uh, navigate communication. I actually think that that's really been my focus lately with her. Tools to communicate with my partner now that I have a kid. Tools to communicate with you now we have a business together. Like yeah. all these things. See, I want tools. You've, ta yeah. you've talked about this, but I, I guess I haven't brought to her any specific issues. Mm -hmm. So although I did, I, I wasn't, wasn't going to tell you this, but I will. <laughs> this is going to be, this podcast is now us talking about our conversations with our fucking therapist. It has now come the cuck, oh the cuck hour. You're, you're the first person I t told her about. Mm. The first friend. Great. You know, this is like our last session. Like she didn't know anybody except family. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I have my buddy Matt. And in my head, I was like, ah, I don't want to, you know, Matt's going to enjoy this oh, too much that so he's great. the first friend out of the it's gate. so great. No you talk know? about Brian? No, no, no. We do. Oh, you're going to love this. I forgot about this. I got, I talked about in the pod in the first episode. Yeah. Uh, oh, sorry. There's so many things I want to yeah. tell you about. She's also like, how's your family? I'm like, great. Like my parents married 50 years. How's your sister? One of my best right. friends. You know, how's your friends? Oh, you wouldn't even. And, and, and she's almost like in disbelief. Right. She's like, you're so normal. So I told her about our Peter Luger's tradition. Yeah. The same nine friends every year we meet we give each other a trophy and sh her first reaction was do you think they're holding you back wow drop her <laughs> <laughs> but 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 it's i'm like no a complete opposite of that they're like what the fuck is wrong with you she probably comes from a place of a lot of clients who have had the same friends and they haven't grown and that is a possible look. We've talked yeah. about this on the pod. Like that is a possible reason for why some people are stuck where they are emotionally, job-wise, whatever. Because look, you are who you surround yourself with on some level, but you should also tell her like, our friends are crushing it. Yeah, a bunch of married guys. Yeah. Great job. Really successful, yeah. emotionally balanced people. Yeah, uh, yeah. That's why I'm saying she's like, I, I don't know. I don't know what to do. Let me call her. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, listen, it's not out of the question. Give that me one day. Give me five minutes with her, and she'll be like, No, no, I, I understand now. You have some stuff we need to go over. Anyway, this is our mental health episode. Yeah. I know you had a couple of things you wanted to mention. We wanted to talk about how you know, hey, you know, we we come at this from a very positive place. Yeah. We have a great friend circle. Blah blah blah. We all have our issues, right? We were talking about in therapy, things we struggle with. The one thing that I think all of us struggle with, but we do not talk about enough is limiting beliefs. And this idea that you have something that you really, a lot of people keep it in. A lot of people keep their limiting beliefs in. They don't even share it with their friends. These are things that you think about yourself that really hold you back, right? Things that you 
I've carried from childhood or teenage years or whatever. And just these things that may not actually be true about yourself. And they really cause a lot of sort of just angst in your life or insecurity or whatever it is. I think I have some limiting beliefs in my personal life, in my career or whatever, but I also have some in relationships. So I kind of wanted to just bring up this idea that we should talk about our limiting beliefs with people. We shouldn't keep those in because I really think those are really harmful to just bottle up. Can you give an example? Yeah. So for me, and I'll relate it to friend circle. It's funny because we call me the friend of pleasure on the podcast. I have always had this limiting belief that I'm still working through that people will not like me if I'm not fun. That's true. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But it is. It is something like my whole life, I feel like I've always been, you know, from elementary school, the class clown, you know, from doing comedy, from just being the life of the party. And now it's like, I'm married, I have a child, pretty stable life, but I just have this, you know, voice in my head saying like, if you're not fun, why would anyone want to hang out with you? Can you be more specific of sort of, it's very interesting to me, how, when you see a voice in your head, yeah, is it like a bunch of us are making plans and you're like, well, if I don't go hard tonight, you don't think we're actually not going to like you? No, it's a story that you tell yourself. Mm. It's a narrative that I tell myself about myself. It's not like, hey, go out and drink now, right? But it's this narrative that I've weaved about myself, which tends to make me feel like I'm always supposed to be something in every interaction or in every group hang or everywhere I go, or that people are only wanting to be around me if I behave a certain way. And I think even now, when I'm not acting that way, like most of the time I'm fine, but that belief is still there. It's something that I always battle with. I mean, when I <laughs> when I see you at the bar, just buying rounds for perfect strangers, yeah. I'm just going to toast to limiting beliefs. Ouch. It's so yeah. true. <laughs> so true. Right? I mean, I'm walking right into it. And in some ways, like I'm feeding into it by saying, hey, I'm the friend of pleasure on this spot. Because I do like being that person, yeah. right? But I want to be more than that person. Could you, I don't want to put you in the spot. Could you, do you have another example I'm very curious about? Of limiting beliefs? Yeah. My limiting beliefs, I think, were just like I'm not good at a lot of things. Like it's a specific true. thing? or Yeah, like sports. I don't know. I've just yeah. always felt like I sucked at a lot of things, like activities. I mean, how do you know if they're just not things that are true, though? Well, that is true. That's <laughs> the thing. It is true. But yeah, here's the yeah. limiting belief. Yeah. Okay. Here's, the re- here's the part of that I do. I do suck at golf. But the limiting belief was that I suck because I suck at these things. And it actually is that I just didn't find the right things. Like I know that I'm actually a great writer and like I found my calling, you know, I I, like in entertainment and creative stuff and I found my outlets and I'm like, no, no, no. you don't actually have to do the things that you suck at too. Like I don't, you know, you don't, you you can just throw that away and you can also just throw away that whole story about yourself that you suck at things. Like you could just, you know, do the things you enjoy and find your passions and be good. Or you could also just not care. The other limiting beliefs, I think like you could just throw that away as in like, so what if you suck at golf? Who cares? Uh, Nobody else cares. Right. Nobody cares. Nobody's thinking about you. This is a story you're telling in your head that is detrimental to you and it's causing you, you know, issues in relationships and nobody even knows. We're going to have to do a new segment where like you give me advice to use with my therapist. This is very good Hmm. because she, I think, is trying to get at some of my limiting beliefs now that you're using- I want to hear- have you thought, because we obviously, I, I told you I wanted to do this. Have you thought about, like, I'm curious to hear what, if you think you have any. Well, I think she was trying to get, dig in, dig into that with me 
she wasn't using that terminology, yeah. <laughs> but I was like, honestly, like I have pretty high self-esteem. Mm -hmm. I, I think I'm great. Mm -hmm. Now, certainly we all have our insecurities, yeah. but like when people talk about imposter syndrome, yeah. she'd love this. I go, I kind of have the opposite. Right. Where I'm like, I, I said to her, I'm like, why am I not the CEO of NBC right, right. now? I could be the CEO of NBC. <laughs> like such a straight white guy energy thing to say. <laughs> and she was just kind of like, I, she was like, I don't, know, I don't know what to do with that. Yeah. You know, like, so I think she's trying to, I'm sure there's little yeah. beliefs underneath. Yeah. Cause like, I, I understand what you're saying too. Cause I'm also like, I know I'll be on the Oscar stage. <laughs> right. Like I know 100% I will yeah. be holding an Oscar at some point. Yeah. But I think like limiting beliefs aren't necessarily so goal oriented mm. for a lot of people. You know, again, like that thing I just said about, you know, the way that the stories that you tell about yourself. So, I mean, I think you need some more therapy. Yeah. Maybe you don't have any. You know, um, but I think most of us have these limiting beliefs. And I also just think, you know, we talked about it a little bit a few weeks ago about how when you're not doing well at work or whatever, you withdraw because you've created this story that you have no value. So I think a lot of people, their limiting belief is like, I don't have anything valuable to add to a relationship, right? Or a friendship or whatever, because if I don't have a lot of money or I don't have a good job, then I am not you know, worthy. I love that you put this into words because I think we're going to be talking about limiting beliefs a lot. We actually already have. We talk about people not checking in with their friends because they don't think they want to be bothered. People not making plans because they don't think that person wants to hang out with them. People not going up and introducing themselves at a bar because they think people are going to be annoyed. Limiting beliefs. Yes, absolutely. Those are all limiting beliefs. Yes. And I think just for our podcast in friendship, limiting beliefs are definitely a big obstacle, right? You just got to wipe these stories away because most of them are not true. Most of your limiting beliefs are not true. It is true that I suck at golf though. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to give one quick anecdote because I thought of you the other yeah. day. I, uh, I recently went back to Venice Run Club. Mm, which I saw that. That yeah. looked amazing. Yeah, we talked about in episode one. It's absolutely insane. 300 people running four miles through Venice. Uh, but now it's like so big. And we talked about this in another episode, which is that the bigger something is, the harder it is to meet people. Cause you're so, it's overwhelming mm -hmm. so many people and people know each other, clicks, whatever. And I went to the bar after and um, I, I was getting a drink and I just had a pleasantry with the guy next to me. But then everyone's like sitting down at tables with their friends. It was very high school. Oh, I hate that. Yeah. Ooh. And well, I'm actually Ooh. getting chills. Were you holding a tray? <laughs> oh God. I was holding a tray. Oh case no, tickets. seriously? Yeah. So you walked out holding a tray and you looked at a sea of high school tables? <laughs> And I literally thought to myself, okay, we have a podcast about friendship. Matt calls me the apex friend. You have to practice. Well, first I was like, it happens to everybody. I was like, I'm just going to go home. I'm going to take it to go. Or I'm just going to eat by You myself. had that moment. You had the moment. Listen, Tell me you got over it. You have to for our audience. I said, just talk to one person. Yes. So I went over to the table where the guy I just exchanged a pleasantry with. And I was like, do you mind if I like crash your table here? And he was like, of course, come on, no problem, blah, blah, blah. And it was totally fine. And they were great. But like that initial limiting belief of like, I don't know these people, they don't want some random guy. Sure they do. Why yeah. not? They all know each other. How boring is their yeah. same conversation all the time, you know? Yeah. Also, they came to Venice Run Club to meet new people. They wouldn't have joined Venice Run Club if they weren't open to somebody coming to their table and going, hey, you mind if I sit here? Yeah. Also the limiting belief to, that like you don't have something to add to that table, not just that you're bothering them, like that you're not actually adding to the, to the situation. See, there. that's a thing that I don't have. I'm like, once I get in there, they're going to love me. Right. 
Yeah, yeah. I just got to get but it. But most people are like, oh, right. what am I going to, you know? Yeah. So I just want to say to our audience, do you have limiting beliefs? I would love for you to message us so we can talk more about what your limiting beliefs are and how we as a community can all get over these and share our tips with each other. I want to hear from you guys if you've had ways to get over some of your limiting beliefs. So what do you think about people who aren't in therapy but are basically using their friends as therapists? Say everybody uses a friend as a therapist in some way, right? Like your therapist friend is like in our friends you need in a friend circle. You definitely need that person to go to for guidance. And I think it's super helpful. I don't necessarily think it's a great idea to have your friend replace the therapist, right? Because first of all, even your friend that you go to doesn't want that. Yeah. <laughs> Some. I think I think a lot of friends want to be there. No, I think a lot of friends want to be there for you. And I think they want to help you through stuff. But like, they're not professionals and they know they're not professionals and you know they're not professionals. So like on some level, I'm giving you not the best help you could get right, right. now. Putting too much weight, too much pressure. Yeah, you're on putting one pressure person. on a friend. Yeah. If you have things that you really want to discuss with a therapist, I think you should see a therapist. But I also think you can discuss some of the same things with your friend and your therapist and you'll get a different perspective, right? Because I think there's a best friend perspective that is also helpful. It's different from the therapist's perspective because also you're working on yourself with your therapist. Like you're not necessarily like, hey, so this is what I've been working on, best friend, since last week, since we chatted. How's that going? You know, like your best friend, it's, it's supposed to be a little more fluid and not really like about them trying to help, you know, better you. We should also say, if there is something acute going on, tell go your, your friend. Tell your friend, yes. Oh, as I said, you know, I think it's great. And I think every friend group has that person. Every person should have a friend they feel they can trust and rely on and tell them, hey, I'm really feeling shitty or I have all these things going on. But I also think if you can, you should also seek help professionally because Let's face it, we're not professionals, right? I do, I do my best when Cairo burdens me with his shit. <laughs> but now I'm very happy that he has someone else. Somebody else. It's also just like, do you want to be looked at as that person to a friend? Like, your, is your friendship just, hey, I'm coming to you because I got fucked up shit? Like, that gets annoying. Yeah, it depends how often you don't want to be yeah. a friendship vampire where you're just exactly your life. right. Like again, we're we're doing a balance here. We want to tell you, please share with your friends, be vulnerable. But don't turn your friend into a therapist because you're like, oh, I just don't want to go to therapy. It feels weird. Right. Cairo does it. <laughs> now you have no excuse. Sometimes, you know, it can just be a- The last uh, holdout. <laughs> a compliment. I mean, with an E, compliment. Like, uh, you know, our, our, our friend Christina for, for a while was going through something. She was going to therapy and talking to me. That's what I'm saying. And just like using them like- I like to triple it up. Yeah, I got yeah. my wife, I got yeah. Kira, I got the yeah. therapist. I got Honestly, it takes a fucking village with you guys. Oh you yeah, Christina. my head, for my head to be on balance and I need a whole, it's like Herman's head. <laughs> it's like Herman's head. You remember that show? Oh, I remember. Oh, I remember. Theo, you know Herman's head? No, that's going over my head. That <laughs> <laughs> was good. That was good. That was good. Um, it, it, it's funny. You and Christina are always unstacking my habits because mm. you're calling up and like, hey, I got to talk about X. I'm like, oh, yeah. there goes my day. Listen, it's because my therapist, I haven't seen her in a week. By the time I get to the next yeah. week, I, there's too much stuff piled Filling up. in the gaps. Yeah, I'm filling in the gaps. Filling in the gaps. Yeah. So what if a buddy comes to you and they are 
really having a mental health crisis. First off, just tell him, come over. Yeah. Let's just hang out. Yeah. You know, I just want to be with you. Just like not being alone. Yeah. Right. Just uh, let me just drop everything. Let's just have a day. Let's just have a day. I know Kira doesn't like errands, but I'd say, let's go shopping. In that respect, I'd say, all right, I guess we can go to Target. <laughs> let's go to a ball game. Let's yeah. just get your head out of the, you know, the place of like, I'm alone in my house thinking about all the things, the baggage, whatever. And just, you know, just be like, listen, just tell me what's going on. You know, I'm not, no judgments, right? Give them a judgment-free zone to share. I think that's like number one thing, like judgment-free zone, like hit me with it, you know? But again, I still think if, if that's where you're at, like- Please don't be embarrassed. Like it's, it's manly to seek therapy. I, uh, someone once told me, and by someone, I think it was on TikTok. Um, now this isn't, I don't necessarily for an emergency mental health crisis, but if someone's going through something. Go can- on TikTok, <laughs> watch a veteran coming home to his dog, <laughs> start crying, uh, oh, you, get emotional. You can ask, do you want to talk about it? Do you want a distraction? Or do you want some time alone? I love that. I love that because right, our instinct is always to be like, let me solve it. Yeah. Let me solve it. You Maybe you can't solve it. Maybe they don't want you to solve it. I love that. Maybe they just want a distraction. There was one corollary to that on the TikTok, which is that you you are now putting that upon them, mm, which sometimes I don't know. I don't know what I want. Right. So you have to kind of be careful. No, same, but it's always better to communicate. Well, it's the same thing we've talked about a million times. Someone passes away and you say, I'm here for you. Like, what do you need? Do you need anything? Yeah. That's putting it on the other person. Right. This is giving them a menu of options. Yeah, I like a menu of options. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's um, great. TikTok, TikTok, TikTok. I mean, with that was in between seven thousand videos that destroyed my brain. Yeah, you were like, I got this one nugget <laughs> in between girls pole vaulting <laughs> and and cinching, right? And I'm I'm off the pole vaulting. I'm into long jumping. Now. Oh, I'm way God. past it. Oh, I've man. leapfrogged pole vaulting. Into girls leapfrogging. That's a new thing. When this like this this Russian Ukraine war, like if it spreads any further into my into my countries where my pole vaulting. Oh God, that would be the worst if Lithuania gets affected. <laughs> yeah. now, what, what about their Jack and Field yeah, team? I mean, run, run, go, run, run to Estonia. Yeah. Oh, sweet Jesus. Um, so before we get into the listening question, I just want to thank you for. Oh, I love this. You, you didn't. You never really said anything, but you by you modeled the behavior. There you go. But I also kind of wish you had gotten a therapist in our therapist, Hollywood therapist circle. So they were all gossiping about me, you and Jess. I couldn't cope with that. Yeah. I couldn't cope <laughs> with that. Oh my God. All right, should we take a listener question? Yeah. Asking for a friend. Guys, this is Asking for a Friend. If you have a friendship question or ethical dilemma, send it to us on Instagram, Man of the Year podcast. We'll answer it on the show. Hey, Matt and Aaron. I've been listening to your pod and I figured you guys might have an answer to this one. Okay. I have a friend. Well, they call me Aaron. So they can't be listening to the podcast. We never call me Aaron. On yeah. This well, they, they looked up your name probably. Okay, got it. So I have a friend who's kind of crazy, but we're now all married with kids and she's met a new friend in the neighborhood. Little problem. That friend is notoriously not a good person. Okay. And what I mean by that is she allegedly had an affair and literally everybody in the town despises this person. Yet my friend thinks she's super cool and they're starting to do stuff together. She said they go to manicures and movies, et cetera. And she said, I really think this is detrimental to my friend and she's kind of slipping back into old habits and she's doing it for all the wrong reasons. I don't know what to do. How do I, or should I confront my friend? 
So just to set the table, it's implied this the writer is a woman. Yeah. So she's a woman. This is her girlfriend. Yeah. They're all married except for her. No, they're all married. Oh, they're all married. She's the wild child. She's the man. Right. Sounds like she met somebody who reminds her of her old self. Okay. Well, first of all, I don't love the scarlet letter right. of the woman, the new friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like she had an affair. Who, right. Let's not know. judge. Right. Yeah. Let's not be yeah. totally judgy. But it does sound like she's, you know, rubbed a lot of people the wrong way in the yeah. neighborhood. Literally. Literally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I my first thought is we always like the friend who's demonstrating. I'm talking about the the, the writer of the question. She's, she's concerned about her friend. I mean, yeah, I like that. I, I, I wonder is she just playing defense? You know, she think this woman's gonna sleep with her husband. Like, yeah, you know, she basically called her a homewrecker, which is like from the fifties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think it it sounds like you know just this woman. Not just I don't I don't know if it's just about the affair, obviously, but it's like this woman's obviously like. Uh, to according to this person, bad news. Not right? a good influence. It's less, yeah, it's less about what the particulars are, but for our sake and for our audience's sake, it's like, what do you do when your friend starts hanging out with somebody who's not a good influence, right? You think about this like from parenting, right? Like this is, you know, typical, hey, don't hang out with Matt. He's bad influence. That's <laughs> a great fucking question. I can't believe we haven't gotten this before. Yeah, like, well, because it doesn't really come up that much, I think, in adulthood. Um, my first instinct is always to be like, you don't get to decide who your friends are friends with and you don't have to like all of your friends' friends, right? Like they can hang out without you. You can be in different circles. But if this is one of your close friends and you think this is going to be detrimental to them, yeah, you, you should say something. It is very analogous to a romantic relationship. Yeah. I mean, first, try to get to know this person. Maybe it's all a rumor. Yes. Um, I agree. I agree. You have to have firsthand knowledge or feeling about this to, to go telling your friend like you shouldn't be friends with this person come on we're adults right. right and i do think it's like a relationship but it's much lower stakes right because in a relationship when somebody's in a relationship somebody you don't like it's always dicey we talked about this on an app like you got to be very sure right that they're gonna not end up with that person because if they do then you're basically in danger of ending your friendship by telling them how you feel but here i don't think you're in danger of ending your friendship right if your friendship is strong you should be able to communicate but do it in a sort of positive way, right? Like, why are you communicating this to them? That's, I think, the first question, right? If you're going to tell them this, like, why are you doing it? Like, to protect them? And so how does that come up? How do you do that without coming off patronizingly? I wonder if, unlike a romantic relationship, this would have to be more event-based, where someone's dating a dud, you could like, we got to sit down and talk. Yeah. Where in this case, it would be like, I'm having a dinner party. She's like, oh, I'm going to bring Jill. And then you'd be like, I, I, I don't know if I feel comfortable inviting her as well. Well, then now you're like coming at it from- Oh, you think that's worse? Start hot, well, now you're going to start a hot combo. Oh, you think that's hotter than saying, hey, we should talk about Jill? Yeah, I know. I think you should be like, so what's going on with uh, you and Jill? You guys are yeah. pretty close, yeah? And if you were like, hey, what happened with with with, the, with her first marriage? No, like, I don't no. think it's that. <laughs> okay. I think, I'm terrible. I, I I'm terrible. Here's this. my take. Here's yeah, my okay. take. I think it's like, so, you know, I just- I worry about you sometimes. It feels like you're kind of slipping into some behaviors that, you know, I feel like you outgrew, which is like, we're all so proud of you for. That's patronizing. That is last it? Part. Okay. Never fucking say we're uh, so proud of you. Unless I'm holding the Oscar. I always say we love, I'm proud of Skinny Caro. Uh, that, that I deserve. <laughs> yeah. Um, usually follow it because before you were fat, slow, well, drunk, it's and implied. It's implied. It's implied. Oh, Caro. It's a tough one. You because know? as you know, people get defensive. Yeah, right. So that's what I'm saying. How do we do it? 
How do you bring it up to avoid the defense? Because I do think you have two options, right? Say something or not. And if you don't, maybe it just runs its course and she figures it out on her own. She's a big girl, you know? Find a new friend for the crazy one. <laughs> Find a criminal to go rob a bank. Yeah, with that talk, what about talking to the crazy friend? <sighs> I don't think so. No. No. I think you can let it run its course, right? Yeah. You do nothing. Yeah. And let it run its course and trust that your friend will figure it out and like see the light on her own, which is like I'm somewhat inclined to say like, nah, you don't really need to meddle in an adult's really friendship affair. Unless it's like physical harm. Right, yeah. right. This doesn't seem like they're going to rob banks together. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Said like they went to the manicure and movies, whatever, you right. know. But if you're seeing dangerous behaviors or like, you know, they're starting to like, oh, I'm going to go have an affair. Like, then you got to step in maybe, you know, as a good friend and be like, listen, I would love to just talk about this openly. Like, what, how is this serving you? And they don't have to justify themselves to you, but you just come at it from like, look, I really care about you. This isn't coming from like a, I, I want to, you know, I'm jealous or anything like that. I'm like, I just want to make sure you're okay. Yeah. I wonder how many conversations do you get? Let's say you have one, but then like it continues and maybe it gets worse. Can you have another? Where do you stand on that? It's tough. I think you've said your piece it's one time. One, yeah. If you're going to do it at all, right? As I said, I'm kind of on the fence. I'm kind of like my adult friends, if they start hanging out with somebody who... I think is a bad influence on them. Like if you just started hanging out with somebody who was a bad influence, I would tell you if I thought I needed to, but I would assume it would just like run its course and you would figure it out. Like I trust that you have good um, instincts on friendship in general. What if it intersects, starts affecting your life? Well, then definitely. You know, if you're like having a dinner party and this person's taking a shit in your yard. <laughs> <laughs> right. You know, we're just saying offensive things to people. Like, you know, it sounded like there was some of that going on of like, what if, and I, I don't want to get too sort of, I don't know, heteronormative or sexist, like what if, you know, this woman, you know, has a thing for married guys? It's not out of the question. It could mm. be the opposite. Like, is that- It's a problem. <laughs> That's a problem. You know, I don't know. I, 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 we're coming from a guy's perspective, so I don't know. No, I mean, look, it's, you can't like, you can't base it on the- on that element of it. If her friend like, is Angelina Jolie, yeah, yeah, exactly. you know, you got to hang out with her then. Yeah. No, but I think it's less, it's less about that. It sounds like this person they think right. is, is a bad influence overall. Right. But look, you don't get to choose your friend's friends. You really don't. That's, I'll start with that. You don't get to choose your friend's friends. Your friend can do whatever the hell they want and you can choose how your friendship is going to be based on what's going on there. If your friend is now, you know, doing behaviors that you're not down with and you can stop hanging out with them and they'll, you know, maybe get the message. Or if you feel like it warrants a communication, just be honest, you know, and be like, look, I like hanging out with you when you're like, you know, not drinking heavily and, you know, like- Fucking other people's husbands. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> isn't that some sort of like saying, like you can choose your friends, friends, but you can't, you can't, isn't that like a, like an old nursery rhyme? You can choose your friends. You can choose your friends, but you, I don't know that you can't choose their- I know. I don't, I don't even know what he's going to do. He's got to look that up. It's like you can choose your parents. You can choose your friends. No, you it's not your... that. It's 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 something like no. It's like you can choose your friends, but you can't choose your. Yeah. Damn it! Why don't we know any rhymes? Any nursery? Any, any rhymes? Why don't we have any? No, like yeah. any of these. Why don't we know any say? You can choose your. You can you can something your friends. All right, we'll, we'll have the. Yeah. We'll do rhymes. Yeah, yeah. So do um, we? Do we? Do we decide? Yeah, I think. What I mean, this was this was a real tough one. I think ultimately, a let it run it for a minute. B have a conversation. But what is the tangible takeaway for that conversation for our audience. If you're going to have one, what is your, what is the way you're going to seek to resolve? I think you need to express diplomatic concern. Yep. 
tread lightly. Yeah, you can't say, hey, you can't be friends at this point. No, 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 no. That's immediate. Right. And come at it from like, I love you. I want to hang out more. Yeah. You weren't that happy when you were doing X. Yeah. And now you're doing it again. Just a reminder. Yeah. As a friend. I think when you're good friends with somebody, those reminders are good. I think it's so you can blow your friend's nose. You can choose something that your friends, you can, is any of this You can blow up? your friends. Yeah. You can blow you your can, nose. You can choose. But your, you can't blow your friends. You can, no. Is any of that coming up? No. So far I've got life chooses your acquaintances, but you choose your friends. No, no, no. no. It's, it's like a nursery rhyme. Like you can yeah. choose your friends. Hickory dickory dog. <laughs> this chick was. Um, all right. I think we, yeah, did, I think I think we, we got gave it. pretty good advice. I think we did. Asking for a friend. Guys, that was asking for a friend. If you have a friendship dilemma, send it to us on Instagram and we will answer it on the show. Uh, before we uh, get to our, our sort of wrap up, I just wanted to share a few things um, from the Surgeon General because we're talking about mental health today. Yeah. Um, I think you sent this to me a couple of weeks ago. The Surgeon General like came out was just like- Listen to our podcast. Yeah, we got to get him. We got to yeah. book him. But the Surgeon General has basically des uh, described loneliness as a public health epidemic, mm -hmm. which is- you know, first time in history, as we know, loneliness can be uh, equivalent to smoking 15 cigarettes a day. It's costing billions of dollars in healthcare. And it's not as fun as smoking 15 cigarettes I know, cigarettes at least a day. smoking cigarettes, you're yeah, cool. Yeah, you look you're cool. cool. You look cool smoking 15 cigarettes at the same time. I was recently uh, with some guys, I'm not even gonna describe anything about them, but it was a guy's night and um, some cigarettes came out. I didn't partake because I think they're absolutely disgusting. Wow. How did they even get them? I don't even know how you procure <laughs> cigarettes anymore. Isn't a thing like, is Camel Crush a thing where you crush it and it yeah, gives you yeah, flavor? Yeah, right. you, you crush it and then the mint comes yeah. in. Yeah, this was like something like that where like different flavors Menthol, in the crush. Ugh. No, I think they had different flavors. Mm. The guys were going wild. I was like, guys, this is fucking disgusting. Yeah. You know what's big now? Dipping a lot. I see a lot of people I, dipping. I know a couple of friends who dip. Yeah. And it I is saw it in action. Fucking disgusting. Yeah, that's that's Disg they're holding a cup. Yeah, I know. It's hor like how do I even have friends who smoke and dip and dip? I mean, it's I want to know. We, we probably have a pretty. I, I bet you like ten percent of our audience dips. Can you please message us if you dip? If you and dip, why? Like, why? And like, what does your girlfriend say? Yeah. I mean, you probably don't have a girlfriend if you're dipping, but. Um, <laughs> and he he also talks about social isolation and and loneliness. Predict. Poor mental health. Yeah, uh, and I just want to end on on what one of his solutions is because it's it's our it, part of our his six pillars. One of them is cultivate a culture of connection, which is what I think Matt mm -hmm. you're, you're culture to do. of connection. I like that. Cultivate values of kindness, respect, service, commitment to one another, and uh, lastly, model connection values if you're in a position of leadership. So that's what we're doing. Influence. Exactly. We are a position of leadership and, and influence. influence. But modeling that, again, you modeled therapy, which mm. is very specific, but like modeling, hugging your bros, texting yeah. them, reaching out, being there. Hug your bros. Uh, and it's not just for shits and giggles. Yeah. Like we've both experienced in this pod, guys are like, I don't need friends. Yes, you do. Yeah, you're gonna- Yes, you do. You're like, unless you're, you know, smoke, why don't you smoke 10 yeah. cigarettes then? <laughs> You smoke, know, smoke 16 cigarettes and call me. So come to us if you want to quit. Yeah. So what do we learn today? Well, I learned that Caro, the last holdout, has finally joined the world of us therapized. Oh, man. And you that's great. And that is great. I don't want to be snarky about it. I'm actually really proud of you. It's awesome. That's all I have to say about it. It's awesome. I'm really proud of you. You know, there's some people, some women on their dating apps, they'll say like, you know, requirements, like a guy who's in therapy. 100% he did this because of that. <laughs> <laughs>
I, I wonder if it, because how quickly can I bring it up on a date? Is this causation or correlation? <laughs> it's causation, 100%. How quickly do you think I can bring it up on a date? I mean, you don't bring it up that way. You just, you just be like, you know, just after the, the menu, you should be like, you know, my therapist was talking about this new mm. diet that people are into. So it's yeah. not therapy related. Right. You just drop right. it in. Right. You know, my therapist said this place zinc is great. <laughs> my therapist has those same glasses. <laughs> oh, I can't wait. I can't wait. Now I'm gonna think about you the whole time. And I think we learned that men, especially men, you can be in therapy. It's within reach, something you should do. It's manly, it's cool, it'll help your relationship with your guy friends, your fem your, your female acquaintances, everybody. And this is for everybody of all genders. Limiting beliefs hold us all back. Everybody has some sort of limiting beliefs. Kiro hasn't figured out what his are, are yet, but I definitely think he's got many here. He should. <laughs> but I do think that story that we tell ourselves over and over again, it holds us back. And especially with regards to friendship, just you can always just throw away that story. Or you could share that limiting belief with a friend so they can help you go, oh my God, that's so ridiculous. I can't believe you think that about yourself. That's so not true. People don't see you that way. And I think that will really be helpful. Not me, I'm perfect. Okay, uh, Theo, <laughs> do we get anything wrong? This is Erroneous with Thelonious. Yeah, so I took the liberty to look up Sharon Stone in Basic Instinct. Wait, you didn't know what we were talking about? No. So that one went over my, my head God. too. You, you but have you ever heard of Basic Instinct? Yeah, I've heard of it. Oh I haven't my seen God. it, and I didn't know the outfit, but that's basically oh what Caro's giving me right now. Yeah, he's I, giving <laughs> you the Basic Instinct, but he said he doesn't wear no underwear. Exactly. Um, and then additionally, I think the quote was, you can pick your friends, Yes. you can pick your nose, but you can't pick your friend's nose. Yeah, I said that. No, I you almost didn't. had it. I no. said, you can blow your friend. I said, you can blow your friends and you can blow your nose. <laughs> this you is the first time nose. I'm legitimately impressed by yeah. those Googling That's skills. That's great. And uh, you should look up Herman's head at some point just for your own edification. It was a show where there were eight different people inside his head. I think it was eight. It was the movie Inside Out. But yeah. A sitcom. So you'd recommend that over Basic Instinct? No, Basic Instinct. You got to watch that. Just... Basic Instinct was very formative in my formative oh, yeah. years. Oh, yeah. What oh, year did that come out? Probably like 92. Basic, you know what Sliver is? Because I was 13. Theo? Oh, he doesn't know Sliver either. Basic Instinct was like 92, right? Yeah, 92. Yeah. You yeah. missed so you, <laughs> I remember that. So you missed the erotic thriller Apex era. Yeah, I'm familiar with the era, but I haven't seen a ton of them. Oh, so you never saw Fatal Attraction? Correct. Oh, my God. So before we go, we like to do some shout outs. If you have a buddy or family member or someone you want to shout out, hit us up on Instagram or if you want to shout out yourself. Uh, so we want to give a shout out to our uh, listener, Roger. He sent us an incredible message. Uh, he's 65 years old and he and his wife just recently relocated to a new area and they've been doing what he calls Roger's Grand Experiment. I love it. Where each week him and his wife take out a new couple they don't really know for dinner and they take a other couple that they do kind of know. They call the safety couple. Also great. We got to talk about that on a future app. So safety couple, new couple, dinner party of six. He said they made a ton of new friends. And he also said, I, I don't think I'm in your normal demo. Roger, you're in our demo. You're listening. You are the demo. You are the demo. I mean, if you're listening, you're part of the demo. Yeah, he's not, he's not in my demo. Core demo. He's yeah. not in the core demo. No, but you're, 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 you're listening. You're it's crushing great. it. You're doing great. We love you, Roger. Thank you so much. That's our show. Remember, be good to yourself. Be good to your friends. Love you, buddy. Love you, buddy.